Welcome to the Hope on the Way podcast with Father John Ahmed. John is the bishop of the Interdenominational Order of Missioners of the Holy Spirit, and he's the founder of Hope on the Way Ministries. Now, join Father John and discover hope and relevant answers in following Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life. Blessed second Sunday of Advent to you all. Today's message is entitled, It's Time to Let It Burn. And the scripture passage is from 1 Thessalonians 5, and we're going to read verses 19 through 20. The Apostle Paul says to the church in Thessalonica, Do not quench the spirit. Do not treat prophecies with contempt. I don't know about you, but I don't like being told not to do something. And I don't think most people do either. In fact, I would prefer a suggestion. Hey, John, what do you think about doing it this way? Or at the very least, put it in the positive command rather than the negative. But in the case of the church at Thessalonica, evidently the Apostle Paul felt he had to tell or literally in the Greek language, command the church in Thessalonica not to do something. And concerning the ministry of the Holy Spirit, the Apostle Paul's direction to these group of faithful and wonderful believers is to let it burn, to let it burn. In verse 19, Paul says, do not quench the Spirit. Now, this Greek word that's translated Quench is literally to cause a fire to be extinguished. In other English translations, this word quench is translated as extinguish. Don't extinguish the spirit. Another, turn away. Do not turn away the spirit. Again, another, do not stifle the spirit. Another, do not suppress the spirit. Another, do not stop the Spirit. Two more, folks. Another is restrain. Do not restrain the Spirit. And here's kind of my favorite is do not smother the Spirit. Now, in terms of what they're not supposed to do in regarding the work of the Spirit is most Bible commentators agree that what Paul is referring to is the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And those are listed specifically, if you want to look them up later, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Verse 20 says, Do not treat prophecies with contempt. That follows the admonition not to quench the Spirit. So Paul is talking about the work, the fiery work of the Holy Spirit in regards to his gifts. Now, I think one thing is really remarkable about this passage of Scripture Evidently, according to the Apostle Paul, and I think other places in Scripture as well, is that a Christian can suppress the work of the Holy Spirit. Do you find that incredible and remarkable? I do. In fact, I don't know about you, but when I appear before our Lord Jesus Christ, I don't want him to look at me and say, Hey, John. Aren't you that guy who stifled the Holy Spirit 
uh, yeah, Lord, it was me, but it was an accident. No, I don't want to be that guy. So why would a Christian suppress the ministry of the Holy Spirit, especially in their own life? Why would a Christian smother the Holy Spirit's ministry in their own life? Well, I think if you look at Matthew 3.11, which is a parallel passage to the gospel reading for today, the gospel writer records John as saying, I baptize you with water for repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than me, and he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. With fire. I think one of the reasons that we might stifle and smother the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives is that we are afraid of the fire. Now, one thing that might help is when you read the word fire, that Jesus comes to baptize with the Holy Spirit and fire, it would be a mistake to read that he, Jesus, comes with pain and destruction and chaos. Rather, when you read the word fire, that Jesus baptizes with the Holy Spirit and also with light, with warmth, with power, and purification. So I think there's this fear when it comes to the ministry of the Holy Spirit that people feel, people fear that if they invite the Holy Spirit to do his fiery work in their lives that he might burn the house down, but hey, there's no worries here. There's no worries. It's not fire equals pain, destruction, and chaos. It's fire equals light, warmth, power, and purification from sins. And listen, whatever, whatever purification is done, whatever gets burnt down is for the best. And what remains truly is of the Lord. I think another reason that a Christian might suppress, might stifle, might smother the fiery work of the Holy Spirit in their life is that they perceive a lack of relevance for their life. Over the years, I've had many faithful, well-meaning, well-intended Christians say to me, Father John, that's good for them, but not for me. I don't need that. Well, Let's think about cultural change for a minute. Relevance in terms of cultural change. In 1969, there was a number one chart-shattering hit song called Age of Aquarius. And it was an announcement that there was the dawning of this new age going from an age of Pisces to an age of Aquarius, Pisces being the age where reason, logic, stoic emotions were elevated to an age of Aquarius where mysticism, emotions and love and peace and joy and happiness were going to be the main attributes and values of this culture. In the realm of history, we can see where the West has 
been transitioning from an Enlightenment age to a post-Enlightenment age. And the good news in regards to relevance is that the church began not in the age of enlightenment, but in an age of pre-enlightenment. The church began before the enlightenment period in the West. And what was the inaugural event of the beginning of the church? Think with me for a minute. What was the inaugural event of the church? It's Acts chapter 2, the day of Pentecost, where the Holy Spirit comes in fiery tongues and lights upon the believers who presumably were already baptized in water. And they're filled with the Holy Spirit, the fiery gifts and presence and ministry of the Holy Spirit. That's great news in terms of relevance to post-enlightenment culture. Because like the people of pre-enlightenment scripture, the people of our post-enlightenment culture need to encounter the Holy Spirit's fire. Folks, the church needs our day of Pentecost to be relevant in this age of Aquarius, this age of post-enlightenment, this age of post-Christendom. The people of post-enlightenment Western culture need to encounter the Holy Spirit's fire. Why? Because they need that fire of the Holy Spirit to burn away ungodly ideologies. Brothers and sisters, it keeps getting worse and worse as we go from the Christian era to the post-Christian era. The demonic ideologies evidenced, manifested by perverse acts that were seen in our culture are things that many of you who are a little bit older may not have even thought were possible. And these Manifestations of behavior and action start from a structure in the mind and the spirit. And those strongholds, those ideas need to be burned up in the fire of the Holy Spirit's power. And there's so many today, so many today that need healing from emotional and spiritual wounds and they need the fiery, warming presence of the Holy Spirit. In fact, those of you who are listening to me who are acquainted with deliverance ministry know that one of the signs of the demonic is the sensation of cold. And one of the signs of the divine of the Lord is the sensation of warmth. And many people who we've prayed for over the years have expressed when they are being prayed for, that they feel a warmth going through their body. Not something painful, but something revitalizing. The Holy Spirit is coming into their hearts, into their minds, into the coldness of their spirits and hearts, and healing their emotional and spiritual wounds. We could add many more, but I would just sum it up in this, is that many people in post 
Christian post-enlightenment culture need to have the Holy Spirit's fire consume them in holy love. Before their minds can ascend to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, they're going to, many are going to need that encounter of fiery love with the Holy Spirit. Not too long ago, there was a worship song that came out of post-enlightenment UK, United Kingdom. It was a song called Fiery Love. The chorus of the song is, Lift me from my grave and hold me up with hands that hold the star with fiery love. Holy Spirit, come and light me up with hands that hold my heart with fiery love. Brothers and sisters, the fiery ministry of the Holy Spirit, the greatest gift of the Holy Spirit is the gift of fiery love. And many, many in the younger generation, and even some of us old folks, we need the fiery hands of the Holy Spirit to hold our hearts with his fiery love. On this third Sunday of Advent, brothers and sisters, let's listen to the Apostle Paul's command. Let's really listen. It's time to let it burn. It's time to let it burn. We live in an area where it's time to let him burn, to let him shine. In the life of the greater church, it's time to let him burn. In the life of your local church, it's time to let him burn. And especially, dear brothers and sisters, in your own lives, if not for your own sake, but for the sake of those who need the relevance, if you will, of the Holy Spirit's fiery ministry in their lives for their sakes, they need fiery love exhibited in your life, the fiery ministry and gifts of the Holy Spirit coming through you to them. On this third Sunday of Advent, the fiery love of the Holy Spirit compels us to pray. And pray with me. Stir up the wills of your faithful people, Lord God. Open our ears to the words of Paul that we may too be anointed by your Holy Spirit and that we may testify to your light, to your warmth, to your power, to your purification from sins, and thereby set this generation ablaze with the fiery love of God, through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Come, Holy Spirit. Amen. You've been listening to the Hope on the Way podcast with Father John Ahmed. We invite you to subscribe or follow this podcast on your preferred podcasting platform. To find out more about Hope on the Way Ministries and Father John, check out our website at hopeontheway.info. That's hopeontheway.info. Now, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the companionship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen. Amen.